Warning, the following podcast may contain some fits of extreme nerd rage, especially when it comes to the world of professional wrestling. As such, there may be a few colorful pieces of language thrown around. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, once again to the Wrestling Ramblings and Rages podcast. My name is James Shimo. I'm your host of the most. And of course, I'm joined by my two favorite co-hosts. And let's face it, they're my only co-hosts most of the time. One-on-one, we've got, first of all, Brenton McPherson. Brenton, how you doing? Doing great, man. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for being here. Appreciate you taking the time to do the show as always. And, of course, we've also got my other good buddy, the one and only Caramel Payne himself, for those of you who have been in the Twitch chat and FCL matches, the one and only Ryan Payne. Ryan, how you doing? I am really good. It's been a hot minute, but you know what? It's okay. I mean, whenever we can – it's better off that we're able to at least get some episodes recorded because uh, I know the dark times that were yes. ahead of us. <laughs> yes. yes, there were. We, we, have, we have been very sporadic in our postings up until a certain point, but we are looking to make some changes here uh, at Sheminator Productions so that we can actually deliver this episode, these episodes to you guys more consistently and hopefully grow our brand and our, and our audience as well. So thank you guys for those of you who have been fans of the show for a while. Thank you for coming back. For those of you who may be new, welcome. Glad to have you. Okay. So let's get right into it. This is going to be a fairly short show, or at least I hope it will be because well, the three of us got a chance to take a very special vacation not too long ago. We recently just got back about a little over a week ago from the Chris Jericho Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea Triple Whammy. And I will say this, for the time that I spent on the ship, it was great. Travel to and from, eh, not so much, but we'll get into that here in just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, first and foremost... Let's uh, let's let's start things off. So, Ryan, uh, you your trip to the cruise ship itself. Not let's not get to anything as far as like getting in line and you know doing everything to get into the actual cruise itself just yet. But just your journey there. How was it for you? Well, my journey, um, of course, you know, traveling across the across from California to Florida always begins off with a bit of stress, you know, because um. No idea if my plane will actually get off the ground because, unfortunately, I've had, in recent memory, two bad experiences of planes not leaving the port. I, I like a couple of, I think last two years ago, I was going to go to Orlando for a uh, an event for the for the Schmodown. Unfortunately, the plane I had booked, which was meant to be an overnighter, decided that the engine the the engine just kept failing, so, and there was no backup plane, so. There was no way I can do an overnighter. They said, of course, we'll get you a connecting flight early as possible. That will land you at 1 o'clock. I'm like, that's not going to happen because that's when the event starts at noon. So I lost an, I lost a weekend because a fucking plane decided it wasn't going to hit the it wasn't going to hit the skies. And then I had another experience coming from coming from Idaho where I did connecting from Seattle where I ended up being stuck for at least an hour and 40 minutes uh, before I could fly back to San Diego. So I had the mental stress of at least making sure that not only did I leave, but I'm actually able to get to my connecting city on time and then fly overboard so I can so definitely land in Florida. And I decided to land like a day early, like on Wednesday, so I can be able to, so I wouldn't have to sleep in an airport and then pay for a shuttle. I decided to book a hotel for myself and my cabin and my cabin mates so we can all meet up. Maybe have ourselves a game plan of what we're going to do. Maybe walk around the city for some food. And that's that was the whole game plan. But thankfully, my plane flew on time. We I landed much earlier in Phoenix. And then I did a connecting flight to where I actually saw a couple of Jericho cruisers from Phoenix flying to flying to Miami. Of course, you know, we're trying to get on a plane. Not much for conversation. Also, they were wearing their Jericho cruise. Uh, they were wearing their merch. I was just wearing regular clothes. So they didn't know I was on the cruise until saw me at the port <laughs> but other than that gr- smooth flights no issues landed early got to meet my cabin mates had a good five four hours at night in miami before i got to sleep and then uh th- that was my traveling <laughs> yeah. 
Very cool. Uh, Brenton, your travel experience getting to the actual port of Miami. Uh, traveling there was a breeze. Um, I actually flew out the day we would leave the port. Um, left, we got on, I think the plane took off around seven, six or seven, something about that. Just took about an hour and a half to get down there. Um, it was a breeze. There you go. Simple as that. Believe me, I wish I had gone the route that you did. Um, so here, here was my travel day getting to uh, Miami because we, myself and my girlfriend, we flew in the day before. Um, and what ended up happening was uh, we had our flight booked. It was booked to leave at about three o'clock. Uh, so I was meant to get there at about one, uh, you know, to get through security, this, that, and the other. And then, so we were going to leave our house around about 11-ish. So that way we could, you know, run by my parents because they were going to keep an eye on our kids, drop all their stuff off, uh, run down to uh, our, uh, the person who was dog sitting for us so they could keep an eye on the dog. And that way we could go, you know, to the airport, you know, have everything figured out. Um, about 9, 9.30-ish. Uh, we get a message from one of our daughters at school who got sick and, you know, had to come home. So that took some time out of our way. Um, you know, so we uh, had to drive 40 minutes from here uh, to the school, pick her up, drive back about another hour and a half uh, to drop her and all the bags off at my parents' place. Uh, then we had to drive... You know, we, we took our time. We forgot to leave a few things at my parents' place because they were going to come back and, you know, double check out a few things in the house, make sure everything was okay. Uh, so that was a stressor. Um, we continue our drive. We go drop the dog off, you know, talk a few things out with the, the person who's taking care of her, this, that, and the other. Cool. Then we head to the uh, airport. Had a devil of a time finding a parking spot at the airport. Um, and then when we got into the airport to try to get through the security line uh my girlfriend couldn't find her id so obviously that's a big problem so she had to walk all the way back to the parking lot because there wasn't a tram or a bus or anything running from the parking lot all the way to the terminal uh comes back from the car empty-handed i'm thinking great we just lost out on this vacation turns out it was in the very bottom of her purse the entire time so she made that entire walk and wasted about a good 15 20 minutes for nada so, as you can tell, by the time we finally got through security, we were both pretty annoyed. Uh, thankfully, once we got through, um, grabbed a little something to eat, got a water, got on a plane. You know, we, we you know, made that flight, uh, landed where uh, we had a connecting flight in D.C. of all places. Yeah. So, yeah, that, there's that. And this is what I get for having my dad help me out by using his the last of his freaking flyer miles. Uh, then we, when we get uh, to DC, we got about an hour, maybe two hour layover until our next flight, which left out at about five. Yeah, about five. No, I think it left close to about yeah, about six, six fifteen ish. Got into Fort Lauderdale, Florida, around about nine, I think, and then. We had to Uber all the way from Fort Lauderdale to Miami, which cost about 50 bucks, uh, both getting to and getting from. So that was annoying. Uh, but finally, we got into our hotel uh, in Miami at about 930-ish, I want to say. About, yeah, about 930, maybe quarter to 10. Uh, had no problem checking into the hotel. Um, just wish they'd had a some kind of a... Uh, shuttle service from the hotel to the actual port. Uh, they didn't, even though it was like right around the freaking corner, uh, which yeah. made no sense to me. Uh, so that was another four or five bucks I had to spend on an Uber, which I didn't need to in the first place. Um, so yeah, that was my travel day. Um, but then let's let's get into the meat and potatoes of the matter because this is, I'm sure, the thing that a lot of people are going to take away from their time on the Chris Jericho cruise. And and it was it was a very big black mark on the very beginning of this trip. Um, so my girlfriend and I, we got to the port of Miami that morning at about, I think we had, we had, I had booked the 1030 
uh, kind of check-in time. She, uh, when we booked her in, I accidentally selected 11 because I couldn't remember which one I had picked for my own. Oh, well. So yeah. we, we got there at about 10.30, and the line, just to get in to get COVID tested, <laughs> was... Bullshit. <laughs> oh my god. Like, and again, you're thinking, okay, you know, whatever. You, you know, you're standing in line for a while. At least you were inside. No. No. There was a line outside the building in the humid of Miami, Florida for five hours. And uh, can I jump in real quick? Please, you guys please, go please. right ahead, how guys. Did, how did I end up in front of the year? Because you were in front of me outside. Mm -hmm. Yep. How did that happen? <laughs> it it was it was absolutely bizarre. <laughs> like there there was no don't get me wrong. Like while we were outside the building, at least when we were waiting to get in to to get our testing done. There was at least that one guy who kept walking back and forth because people Big were shout out to built with oh, yeah, WWE spinner belt. Yeah. Yeah, he was funny. He had the Cena spinner belt. He bummed one of the AEW titles off of somebody else who was there. I think he had the NWA world title at one point as well. He did. Um, so, yeah, like he was having fun. He was getting the crowd hyped. He was at least trying to make things less boring. Yeah. But then when we got into the building, you'd think, okay, they probably have you in the lobby of the building, the air conditioning is running, all that good shit. Wrong. Nope. They brought us in underneath the building where all the shipping people come in, where there is literally zero ventilation. Yeah. Not to mention the conveyor belts that was going above us. Yes. Yes, the conveyor belts for all the luggage and everything were going over top of us as well. And come to find out that when they organized this whole thing, apparently, working through CBS, there was a worker shortage. So where they maybe had six people testing, like the whole people, and we weren't the only ones waiting, to be fair. The no. talent had to wait for all of this as well. Like, we saw people coming in. Christopher Daniels, the Seidel brothers. We saw freaking Isaiah Cassidy. I saw, and Helico. I saw Chuck Taylor, Orange Cassidy, all of those guys coming in. Yeah, some people and said when they were going to the bathroom, they saw Powerhouse Hobbs and Anna Jay, along yep. with Ricky Starks and Jamie Hayter. Yep. So. I passed Peter Avalon coming out of the bathroom when I went over there. And the fact that they, of all people, were sat waiting because they were the like, you figure they would try to get those guys through as quickly as freaking possible. And, it's, and, and to be fair, there were times when our line was at a complete standstill. Yeah. And we weren't moving at all. No. Nope. You know, Talk about like what about three thousand people, maybe a little bit more, all crammed in a line together. Yep. It, it got warm. You know, it got it got warm and it got muggy. I like there were people indoors who were getting pulled out of line to sit down and get some water in their system or get something in there because they were having blood sugar issues, heat exhaustion, all of that. <clears throat> now, hopefully, they they don't run into the same problem because eventually they did get a lot more testing, like tables opened up, I think, and kept things moving a little bit quicker, which I, th I think started to ease a lot of people's frustrations a little bit, but it still didn't change the fact that it was a ridiculous process that took way too long, robbed people of a lot of opportunities to do some cool shit that they had already scheduled. Yeah. Time had passed by by the time they actually got on the freaking ship. Yep. But I will say this. Even considering all of that, we were only, what, about an hour behind schedule pulling out of the port by the time all was said and done? Yeah. Yeah, something like something like that, yeah. 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 So it eventually got resolved. And, you know, they 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 did a little make good. They gave everybody, like, $100 credits to use on the ship. I got some cool merch and some souvenirs for my kids off of it. So all work. in all, was it enough to compensate for the asinine weights and, you know, just – Complete lack of organization. Not really, but it helped. I mean, it helped a little. Yeah. And not only that, when you take into account, and again, I didn't know this going into it, being that we were the first group running through Norwegian on our way, you know, this was their first cruise out since the whole pandemic thing had been going on, and they hadn't really done this before, or they hadn't really put any of these, these practices in place up until now. 
Yeah. And, you know, we were basically the test group. This probably was worst-case scenario for them, and it was a means to hopefully get the kinks worked out for the next set of groups. So if nothing else, hopefully our experience helped them shore up a few things so that other people didn't have to suffer. Yeah. Um, look, I understand. I, I, I will say this. I did express the same frustrations as you guys did. Just honestly... I wasn't as bitchy as most of the other people in line and on the cruise were. Mainly because I had my eyes focused on two things. One, I flew in from San Diego because I, and I just, and one, not, because, not I mean, look, I'm not saying I'm the only one that I, I, I flew through over a thousand miles, Gary. I'm just saying I took in the account that I flew in here. I made, and at the time, before I even flew in, I didn't even get any results back from my PCR test. So I was racking my brain to make sure, am I testing, am I going to get my results by the time my plane lands? And then all of a sudden it's going to say I tested positive. And then I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? Was this a false positive? Or was this like, like I was going through so many scenarios in my brain. So when I got the negative, I'm like, great, that's taken care of. And I made sure that when I was staying in my hotel, I had my mask on. Set eighty to ninety percent of the time, I was walking around Miami, and so finally we do get in line. I'm like, you know what? Okay, I can deal with this because, yeah, I may miss some events on the cruise, but at least I'm gonna get on the cruise. And then also, worst worst case scenario in my shoes, what if I end up testing positive? That means not only am I not gonna get on the cruise. I'm going to have to be isolated for a couple of days until I can be able to fly back to California, which would have been a bitch. So I kept focusing on the roadblocks in front of me, one obstacle at a time. Okay, line's not moving. All right, keep myself occupied. I got a podcast or listen to or I can keep my mind occupied. Okay, we're moving forward. Make sure I have the right documents. Make sure I have my barcode prepared. Got that stuff. Now I'm getting myself tested. Now, yeah, I took it one step at a time. And when it did happen, I didn't care if I missed out on anything on the boat. I was just happy to get on the boat. Now, I'm not saying everyone else was not, was just happy. But the moment I got on the boat, I wasn't going to immediately just start bitching at six men going like, this is the worst cruise ever. You guys suck. I'm like, no, no. And people were saying bullshit when Jericho and so many other crew members were saying this was the first test for six men to come out of there. I'm like, what's wrong with you guys? I mean, yeah. you guys just immediately just went to the bar the moment you got on that boat. <laughs> I don't want to shoot anybody down. You have your right to feel the way you did. I'm just saying, you tested negative. You're on the boat. You got your room. You got the free drink package. You have so many opportunities to let your frustrations go. And they, I did meet some fans that just go, yeah, we're going to bitch about this for an hour and a half. And then guess what? We're going to have some fun afterwards. Those people were at, Those were some of the fans I like talking to. But every now and then I'd walk across the buffet area like on one of the days and some people were still bitching about the lines, especially on the Facebook page. You guys should not feel – you guys should not be act showing this attitude because, yes, Six Man did their best. They did their damnedest to make it up to everybody. And shit happens. But if you feel like just because you spent thousands of dollars on this cruise, you have the right to want to throw in these negative uh, complaints, these red flags at six at six men, that just says to me that that just says to me personally, one, you're not the kind of person I want to have on these cruise at sea because I don't want to deal with this attitude every day. And two, how would you react if you actually tested positive? That now. All that out the way, that didn't change my opinion of my enjoyment of this cruise, or at least the people I got to talk to on this cruise. It's just that one day, getting on the cruise, and then going through the social media page, and seeing a majority of people just start blasting six man because of the line. I'm going, guys, this really could have been the worst. This, this, this could have been worse. You had tested positive, or you got on the boat, and it can't leave the dock just yet. Yeah, it, it, could, have been, it could have been far worse than it was. Yeah. Granted, yeah, going through it was rough. It really was. And again, combined with the frustrating travel day I'd had the day before, I was a little miffed. But once I got on the ship, got a drink in my hand, had some time to cool off, I let it go, and I enjoyed myself immensely. 
Right? Yeah. yeah, I don't want to come off like a high. I don't want to come off and saying I have the moral high ground in this situation. I'm just coming off as somebody who, like many of the cruisers, spent thousands of dollars in here, and I wanted to make sure that I was going to enjoy every single minute of the money that I spent on this cruise. Agreed. I, I wasn't gonna let staying in line for five to six hours uh, sour that for me. Uh, Brenton, anything else you want to add on this topic? No, you guys pretty much hit, no. I mean, Ron pretty much hit it, hit the nail on the head. Um, yeah, it sucked, but and you know, my dad and myself, we, I mean, we bitched about it for you know not long, not too terribly long after we got you know got on the ship. But like, you you got to look at like the what the other things that could have gone wrong. Like yeah. Ron said, what if you did test positive? You know, what if you did like all these other things that could have happened? Um, you know, you people like you all were able to get on the ship. Like, think about some of the people that are like live in other countries that had paid already to go on this cruise but weren't able to make it because of the international restrictions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it definitely could have ended up being way worse than it was. So yeah. when we got moving, one more thing uh, um, I when we did get on the boat, uh, of course, James, you definitely did meet her. Uh, a good friend of ours, uh, Rachel, who she was working crew for Six Man. She actually yep. told me that one of the other reasons was delay was that some of the uh, band member band members did not have not shown up to port just yet. Yeah, and, some of the some of the bands were having travel issues and were were yeah. late arriving. That is correct. Yeah, there's a lot of talent, and even at the same time. There was some crew that was like one of the biggest things that we missed. One big activity that was missed on this cruise was the whole uh, safety procedure, the safety fire drill that was meant to be on that day. But because everything got pushed back, I think uh, mainly just some brochures were just left in the rooms just explaining the fire safety drill. But even then, there was, I did, some people did say that there were some crewmen that came across them and did give them like some explanations. Like they, they did present them, like, here's where you go to for the emergency exits. Like, remember, there's this area here. These boats are, you know, like the whole fire drill motion. So they did say there were some six minutes, there were some crew members going around, like informing people of the safety drills, even right. though it didn't happen, but they were giving them like the whole ride act with the safety drill. Yeah. And you're right. Uh, there were pamphlets about that. And I believe one of the, the TV channels on the, the the limited ones that we had was on safety and procedure and things like that. So it's not like they, they skipped it over entirely. But like I said, once we all got aboard the ship, once the ship got moving, you know, Fozzie got out on stage to play. There was a ton of fun to be had. A lot of great music, a lot of great wrestling matches, uh, just a lot of great people. You know, the people in general, that you get a chance to meet while you're on this cruise. I mean, there were people running around with 24-7 titles again, which was fun. Yeah. Uh, I managed to pick it up using a Brody Lee discus clothesline, RIP to Brody. Um, you know, there was there were so many fun things going on, so many people to hang out with. Um, you know, the, the first day at sea that we had was full of, you know, uh, meet and greets, autograph signings, all kinds of good stuff. You know, I got to get pictures with, uh, you know, the gun club, you know, with uh, Britt Baker, you know, all of those guys. It was a ton of fun. Uh, I know you guys got those as well. Um, yep. I don't think any of us shelled out the extra two grand for the private Jericho experience. Like, that was... No. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like, I, I don't mind, like, getting, like, a private meet and greet with Jericho, lunch, this, that, and the other, and a title belt. And but like, two, grand, yeah. two grand's a little much. Um but in any case, uh, like I said, there were a lot of cool people. One of the coolest people, I think, that I got a chance to not hang out with necessarily, but hang around and just experience who he was, was Will Ospreay. Oh, yeah. Oh, Dude. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, hands down. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, my Olympic hero, fellow son of Pittsburgh, Kurt Angle, was on the cruise. And I love, I love that guy to death. And really enjoyed the talk is Jericho episode with him. It was a ton of fun, but Osprey was the MVP of this cruise bar. None. Yes. Like if you was really he even sober at all throughout the entire cruise, very, maybe, when very by the pool, maybe when he was coming down by the pool, but no, every day, every fan kept saying that will Osprey was blasted. He was oh, yeah. 
just hammered. Like, and he was having the time of his life. Hell yeah, he was. I think there was one point. I think I, I don't remember if you said it, Brenton, or it was one of the one of us. I, I think it was somebody I knew. Uh, basically said, "Yeah, I was just hanging out with Will Osprey, and he was just standing up." And then he leans down and he said, "Dude, I'm so fucked up right now." I was I was told that by a few other guy, a few other people as well. Like uh, when I think after one of the nights when Will Osprey was like at one of the karaoke nights, they said mm-hmm. that the moment he walked off the karaoke floor. Went to just grab himself a drink. Somebody just saw him uh, uh, take a stop for a second and just go, and he just yells out, "Who's fucked up? Who's more fucked up than me at this point?" <laughs> or that I'm paraphrasing the dude, but yeah, he's, yeah. Like, he's like yelling this shit out, like, "Who's here to have a good time?" And who's more fucked up than me right now? <laughs> dude, like he was Fifty Shades of shit faced. I think the majority of the time he was there. And, like, literally, like, the one time that I got to experience it, he was chilling by the pool. Uh, Sunny Kiss was there. Uh, a couple of the other, I think, uh, Ashley, what was her name? Dembois. Yeah, Ashley Dembois or whatever her last name is. Yeah, she was hanging out there. And he was just challenging, like, any random dude who would be hanging out by that pool, just belly flop, belly flop contest. I heard about that. Fuck. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, I, that. I did it twice. I did it twice. I, was in line. I think I was. I think it was one of the days where I was doing the uh, signings. Uh, oh no, no, Ashley Demo. She was at one of the signings. Uh, I think I was in line for something, and I heard he did the belly flop. I'm like, shit. Maybe no, I should yeah. be around the pool sometime. <laughs> yeah. No, literally, like me and my girl were hanging down there. We were just having fun, uh, and then yeah, everyone was like doing belly flops. I'm like, should I do one? And then they start calling me out. So. I ended up doing two. The first one, I went classic, Rob, Van, Dam, five-star frog splash. The second one I did was one that I used to do when I was lifeguarding uh, back in my early days, well, which was a Wednesday. Uh, so I literally, when I went to jump into belly flop, I tucked my leg. I, I hadn't done this in a while. I think I actually pulled something in my ribs or in my, uh, my hamstrings. But I went and when I kicked my legs back and everything to, to stick my chest out, I reached like, back and I grabbed my ankles. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I know that. Well, it, it, it was nuts. But when I when I came up out of there and, you know, I, I looked around, Osprey was standing there. He had a tan held up. And he was just like, yeah, man, and it was it was fun. So yeah. uh, massive, massive amount of fun. Um, definitely got my mileage out of the premium drink package. Uh you know, I think all of us did, at least to some extent or another. I mean, maybe except for those who. who I only got buzzed just once because I wanted to actually taste the drinks, and uh, yeah, I, I I do. I so I don't like. I'm not a drinker, but I did take Ryan. What I I took something out of your hand and tried it. I can't remember what it was. It may have been one of the orange Cassidy drink or the Judas juice. Honestly, I think it was the orange Cassidy drink. I just took it out of your hand, and you're like, what the. Fuck? <laughs> But I was cool with it, honestly. I was fine with that. Yeah, you're, was nice. like, you're like, really? Yeah. I was like, I'll say this. And this is this is something that, again, this is a personal experience. And I know it feels like I'm dominating the majority of the conversation. And I don't mean to. I mean, I will. Oh, I it's all right. You guys will have opportunities to share this and that. But this to me really showed how cool this cruise really was. Um, my girlfriend, who um, is not the biggest wrestling fan, uh, admittedly, like she watched wrestling for a while, like back when Cena was huge and popular. I want to say like the right around just before they fully went into the PG era and this type of, but she kind of fell off of it. Yeah. Um, she ended up. Uh, she also is a fan of burlesque, so she really enjoyed oh, uh, the Vaudettes and their performances. And actually, uh, one day when I, uh, I think when I went to do the the Smash Bros thing with uh, Uno and Aubrey, which was a ton of fun. Uh, I think she was hanging out in a hot tub, and she actually got a chance to sit and talk with uh, Shaw Guerrero for a little while, which she said it was a massive amount of fun, super sweet girl. Uh, and again, to the fact that she could feel that comfortable talking to because she she's not a very social person. She has very uh, she has a very hard time talking to new people, and it's one of the things that she just looks at me and goes, "How do you do that? How do you just strike up a conversation with a random person like that?" I'm like, "It's what I do." But to, for her to feel that safe and that welcome in that environment, and especially with someone like Shawl, who, like, she doesn't know my girlfriend. She doesn't know anything about what she's about or this, that, and the other. Yeah. But to, for her to go out of her way to make my girlfriend feel comfortable, feel like she can open up and talk to somebody and 
have a genuine conversation and an interaction with just screams to how like awesome a lot of these talents are. Yeah, I, I do have to share. I, I, I do agree with that as well. I've, I remember coming across this group of friends, uh, this, uh, I mean, this father and son, and they told me that, uh, that they were, uh, I think, once uh, while they were like, they went to go see the Colt Cabana, uh, sh his comedy show. They did say that they came across Ryan Nimitz just like walking across the floor after the show was over, and they were like, fortunate to at least maybe have like a, a couple of two, five minutes to talk to him while he was just you know, chilling around by the bar. And I'll tell you, like, there were so many uh, people other than Will Ospreay, there was a lot of people having uh, fun on their own, like in their own way. And Ryan Nimitz was definitely one of them. I remember, um, during one of the Ru Ru Rubik's Q performances. One, I believe, drunk female fan who was kind of uh, enjoying herself dancing. She kind of sees Ryan Nimitz just dancing. She eyes him a little bit and gets to do a slow dance with him on one of the Rubik's Cube songs. And I'm just looking over the corner of my corner of my eye, going, "Damn, that dude, he is relaxed." Because normally, most people would not have been would not have stepped up to to dance with a fan <laughs> yeah would not have they would not have been that cool with that no you're right about that much and again just i think one thing that again really speaks to the success of this thing is just how accessible the talent make themselves well the majority of the talent make themselves to the fans and the people that are there um i was coming out i think i was coming out of the the picture booth or it was something like that no i was coming out of uh I think I was coming out of the Kurt Angle podcast uh, for Talk is Jericho. And as I was coming around the corner, Ricky Starks was there. Brian Cage was there. And they were making time to kind of take pictures with this uh, this guy in a wheelchair and everything like that. And they were super cool, like asking, like, hey, I got this thing going on with this guy. Do you mind just kind of standing on the side? And I'm like, yeah, cool. No big deal. And for the most part, like if they were busy or if they were like, you know, in a, in a hurry to get somewhere and you asked them for a random like selfie or this, that, and the other, they were typically polite about it because i know for a fact um brenton uh, i'll let you go ahead and tell the story about when you were uh when we were at the uh the buffet when we caught uh sight of ricky starks oh yeah so he um i mean he was getting ready to eat and i i mean i asked, asked for, for a pick and he just was like um can, he's like can you find me later um because i'm getting ready to eat and i was like yeah it's fine and i actually found him later and he was cool and he took the pick with me yeah that's the thing, like especially like as as egotistical as some of these guys may come off on you know television or things like that. Most of the time, they're just genuine, down to earth people, and, and it's great to see. You know, um, now we will talk about one slightly negative experience with talent, and I don't want to I don't want to fixate on it too much because uh, talking with our friend Rachel, uh, I did find out that she this this individual didn't have the best time on the cruise either. Uh, but I, I think, again, it is important to point out where this kind of stuff comes in. I'm not going to pass judgment. I know that based on his experience with this person, um, there is some, some ill feelings there. So, uh, Brenton, the floor is yours. If you do, if you will, sir. Oh, Lordy. Well, I, I, I will say this. Uh, this is going to be new to me. Sake, for the sake of argument, just because we don't want to cause any undue hubbub or anything like that. Do your best to be as diplomatic as possible, okay? Yeah, if you guys want to refrain on the name, you can just point it out in the chat, in the private chat, and just let me know who that individual was. Yeah, yeah. I'll, well, I mean, we'll we'll talk about it because I think I don't even know if I should say the name, guys. Yeah, well, Honestly. don't don't let's not put anybody on blast or anything like that. We won't we won't mention this individual's name, but I will. Like I said, I'll send it in the private chat, so that way so... Ryan is on the same page a certain talent i asked so i the certain the specific <clears throat> talent it took me three different times to finally get a pic picture with him um mm -hmm. and the first time was understandable um they i mean they were also trying to get on the ship as everybody else was, you know, so had no, I didn't really think twice about it. Um, but a friend of mine that I made on the ship, um, who I'm still in contact with, 
he saw this individual at the gym and um, this individual was leaving the gym and he just tried to stop and say, Hey, I'm a huge fan. Didn't even try to take a pick and the talent just ignored him and just kept walking. Like seriously, like you're done at the gym. Like seriously. So we're like, whatever. And he's like, this certain talent, he's like, is just awful. And so, blah, 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 blah. I was talking to my dad about it. And we saw the talent actually walking. And I was like, I'm going to try to get a picture with him. Blew me off again. Blew me off again. And at that point, I've already got a sour taste in my mouth. And I'm like, all right. You kind of blown. You kind of, I'm like, I don't even think I'm going to try even attempt to get a picture with you. Yeah. Um, however, my my friend Ferris, who I became friends with on the ship, we saw this person the last night, and he it was like, I dare you to go up there and try to get a picture with him. And I was like, all right. And I did, and once again, still actually pretty rude. Um. Which left a very sour taste on the mouth with this person. I was, and I was a really big fan of this person. Um, so, not really a massive fan now, but it is what it is. And I'm not going to say any names because I don't want this getting out there. But yeah. it is what it is. And I'm not going to, I didn't, I lost sleep over anything, but. Whatever. Right. And again, we won't mention this individual's name, but I think it, 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 I can understand, like, if you've been having a miserable time, like, let's say, for example, maybe you didn't realize you were going to be seasick on, or at least feel seasick on a ship like this. And, you know, maybe you weren't, you know, necessarily expecting to, feel as cruddy as you were and letting that impact your mood. Like there, there's no getting around the fact that sometimes shit happens that puts you in a sour mood, you know, and everybody understands that. I mean, hell look at our experience the first day getting on this ship. Right. So if anybody understands being in a foul mood and being a little bit upset, maybe not in the mood to interact with people, that's understandable at the same time especially when it comes to your profession where there are people you're going to have to interact with fans who may approach you out of the blue, maybe even on the street, maybe in a less, you know, confined area or, you know, whatever and say, Hey, big fan of your work. Do you mind if I, I grab a quick selfie? Yeah. There's a better way to approach a situation than, being potentially rude in some way, shape, or form. You know, uh, I've always said, you know, if I ever got to the point where I was recognizable, whether I got, you know, a job in Hollywood or anything like that, to where people were like, hey, yeah, you were that guy. You mind if I get a picture really quick? I always say, sure, no problem. I've always got time for fans because without people like you, I don't have a career, you know? And maybe chalk it up to being experience maybe chalk it up to just not genuinely not enjoying their time while on the ship yeah whatever it bears repeating though that you have a very public profile when it comes to aew as well as your chosen profession in general so pr or public relations for anybody who isn't familiar with that that shorthand should be of paramount importance and first priority in any fan interaction that you have. Um, my hope, and again, we're, we're being, we're being very vague. I'm sure we're going to get a ton of comments on this episode. Like who are you guys talking about? Who are you guys talking about? We are not putting anyone on blast. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I believe Brendan, didn't you say you guys were writing a letter to Tony Khan or something about this whole experience? Uh, my dad is considering it. Yeah. Okay. So nothing has been done yet. 
Um, but all I will say is this individual, again, who we will not name, um, my hope is that maybe you take a step back and learn from this experience. And maybe if this is something that you didn't have a fun time with, I'm not saying don't ever try to make a go of something like this again, but maybe if and when an opportunity to perform on something like this comes up, maybe put it to the back burner for a little while until maybe you've gotten a little bit better at handling oh, Brent, Brent, you have something to play on the background or are you trying to say something? No, 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 no. Yeah, I would say you're getting a little bit of audio bleed over. Yeah. No, you know, I didn't say anything. Okay, yeah. Well, I was just saying, you just had some kind of background noise coming in. But anyway, um, the bottom line is, you know, public image, perception is everything when it comes to the entertainment industry, regardless of where you stand in the entertainment industry, whether you're an actor, whether you're a stunt person, or whether you are a professional wrestler. So, um, if you did have a bad experience while on the Jericho Cruise, I apologize. Uh, I hope maybe you would have a better experience maybe the next time around. But in the future, maybe try to be a little nicer to some of the people who paid their hard-earned money to be there. Um, and granted, I know you were on vacation too, just like the rest of us. Maybe you didn't want to be bothered. And if that's the case, then, you know, let us know. It's like, hey, I'm just trying to relax. I appreciate that you're a fan maybe a little bit later at a different time sure or if you again then and, and let me make it clear this is this was a talent who did not have a scheduled photo session like some of the other talents did <clears throat> but yeah i'm not going to harp on this too much longer uh because we've spent i think a little bit too much time on it already but yeah and um, i will just throw in a few words here look um i didn't know I was hearing certain rumors of a certain talent as well, like people being uh, brushed off by a few wrestlers. So I was not sure exactly like who you were talking about, but I have heard around the boat that there were some times where some of the people were kind of soured because there was a certain talent that they wanted to talk to, or at least, you know, have like a quick run in with like give them the congrats. And they felt like they didn't give them the time of day or at least a second to acknowledge them. And I completely get it. maybe for them, like depending on how their day or where their mental mindset was, they just didn't feel like they were in a good mental place to interact with people. But you were, but you you do bring up a point, James, that there were better ways to handle it than just you know walking past someone. And at this point, both the people who felt hurt have a right to feel that way, and maybe and we may never know from the talent's other side because I remember. From the double from when we did the uh Pardue cruise, there was a few wrestlers, a few talent that was uh shaking off fans as well that they didn't want to do photos with. And even the even some of the talent themselves got a little bit of negativity from the from some of the fans on that cruise. But um I'm not saying it's def this definitely wasn't like the first time it's happened. I even met people who were on the first year cruise that said that they got they they got something similar as well, but I'm not trying to uh, not put that, that this wasn't as as important as it was. It just seems it, and um, and I, I wish I really understood exactly from from everyone's point of view. I guess for me, when it came when I saw a talent aboard, I would try to you know give them a wave or just like hi. Uh, I'm you know try to do the whole like yeah, I, I love what you did. Uh, I, I enjoyed the match you put on yesterday, or you know tried to get a photo. There, were, uh, it was just kind of to where like. I was in the moment where maybe I should pick my spots, you know, let them enjoy themselves. And then maybe if I see them again around the boat, I'll ask, you know, yeah. I was mainly there to enjoy, uh, but. Exactly. And let me be very clear. This one individual is an isolated thing. Everybody else, or at least the majority of the people and the talent that I interacted with were nothing but cordial. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't have a personal interaction with this one, this individual in particular, but 90% of everybody else were great. You know, just like, hey, how you doing? Cool. Uh, you know, great match last night. Hey, can I get a selfie real quick? Oh, yeah, sure. And then, you know, boom, click, moving on, you know. It's uh, it's just that usual little thing. Um, but, again, there was a lot of great stuff going on, a lot of great comedy shows. Um, 
I got to see both of the sets by the three comedians that they they had on there. Of course, Brad Williams, uh, the little person comedian, very very funny individual. Oh my god! The the first the first comedy show night that I got to see with them, uh, he was the headliner. He was the closer, and my god, it turned into the roast of the AEW mid card like that. Oh my god, it was hilarious. Dude did not let up. I mean, Brad, no. man, he the moment he got on that stage, he knew he. I mean, look, uh, even the acts that followed him. Um, uh, I'm forgetting. I, I can't say that guy's last name, but Ryan and Kate Quigley, they yeah, were Ryan incredible. Miller and Kate Quigley. Yes, yeah, they were incredible too. Like it was literally <laughs> like a appetizer, entree, and then main course kind of situation to where. You got some great comedy from Ryan, and then Kate came in to perform to do her set. And oh my god, her little bit about women not wanting to fart in the in the earliest of the relationship or not using the bathroom. Yeah, in the early stages, yeah. Yes, which is a great bit because so many guys yeah. in the audience were talking about that bit the day afterwards, where they were talking about those their own personal experience, and I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Even funnier, even funnier than that was when, you know, they were recording anything, everything and this and that. I literally saw somebody with a sign that says, you can sh at my house. Yes. I that saw was, that. I'm just like, oh. that's hilarious. I mean, it was so, so good. Like that, that set was amazing. It shows exactly just how good, the how well, but how entertaining it was and that so many people were able to relate to it. And then once Brad got on that stage, my God, like you said. He just started ripping into the entire AEW mid-card as if he was presented a very thick uh, porterhouse steak, but he knew exactly how to cut into it in order to get the best parts of the meat. <laughs> Absolutely right. Just trimming the fat and just getting right to the nitty and the gritty. It was fantastic. Um, and again, like I said, great podcasts. Like I said, there were Talk is Jericho's. I got to see the one with Kurt Angle. Um, the Art of Wrestling with Colt Cabana. He had a number of uh, talent on. He had Orange Cassidy, Chris Statlander. Uh, oh. He had uh, Uno and Grayson. He had Jake the Snake, Luther. Like, there were so many and then people. His, uh, his comedy hour with, once again, Brad and Ryan. Just oh, so carrying funny. into so many uh, wrestling, like, mistakes. It was yeah. it's just incredible. It was literally like Botchamania meets Riff Tracks Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yes. <laughs> it, was so, it was so much fun. Best stuff. Yeah. Uh, Brendan, any real standout uh, experiences for you on the cruise? Um, uh, so I actually did not get – I didn't have to stand in a single line to meet a single wrestler. There you go. Because nice. um, I'm at Kurt Angle for free <laughs> in the buffet line. Um, and when I actually got to stand and talk to Will Ospreay for about five to 10 minutes uh, and carry on a conversation with him and just like, yeah, just, just a great guy. Just, just a great guy. Super funny, super outgoing. Um, so but all in all had a great trip. It was it was a massively great trip. Uh, Ryan, any other real big standout experiences for you before we close out? Well, um, there is one negative I did have on my time with the cruise, and uh, it was mainly through out of just going against my better judgment, and that was when we uh, landed at port in the Grand Bahama Island. I was mainly just may maybe just going to walk around the area and then get back on the boat. But my bunkmate convinced me to maybe let's just find a beach area and, you know, like enjoy the enjoy our time outside of the ship. So we found ourselves a good shuttle to go out there. And then the um, the beach area we got to, the um, resort or the uh, beachside area that we were going to enter the gate decided that they – not decided, but they, they wanted us to pay a $12 entry fee to go in through their area – where all pretty much where all the merchandise, the souvenir shops, the bar, and uh, of course restaurant was, and of course where they had all the other extra like the beach chairs, and of course we're like myself, my bunkman, a few other people were like we're not going to pay that. Thankfully, our shuttle driver, although who also 
knew about that didn't tell us the 12 inch feet the drug the show driver just said oh no there's this restaurant just like right next to it just walk around it and you'll and you can still get on the beach for free which we did and we were still able to walk into that area because you know they, they don't they're not guarding it like oh did you pay this much then you can't get it no they allowed us to but when i was in that area one of the workers offered to you know braid my hair and i'm asking them okay how much is it gonna be she's like oh it's three bucks a braid i'm going oh just get like simple cornrows and then so like maybe 18 to 21 bucks and i i said to her okay straight over you know straight over cornrow and she's going yeah yeah i'll make sure i braid straight and sits down all of a sudden i'm she's she's spending so much time on the back of my head i'm like what kind of braids are you giving me and by the time she's th- she's working on this part of my uh, my by the time she's working on the left side of my head, she gives me a mirror, and I see she not only ignored my request, she's giving me very t- small, tiny braids that are spaced one to two inches far apart. Like, they're all not close together. Like, she's giving me the Coolio hairstyle, but <laughs> Coolio when he was getting older. Like, it's Coolio when he got wow. older. So you can see where he was balding. Like, it wasn't all close together, which pissed me the fuck off and then she has the nerve to give me it she gives me the bill and goes oh just pay me uh 50 just pay me 60 dollars like what i'm like you're lucky i'm gonna give you a fucking tip she just says take it over there and then just pay for it which i obviously i'm not gonna run away because it's kind of stupid uh it was kind of to where she not only ignored my request she did exactly what she wanted to and she did a terrible job at it she didn't uh, put the, she didn't, I mean, she didn't give me no rubber bands for the end of braids because she wanted to do beads and she didn't even use any, and, and she didn't even use a hair, that little hairspray to hold the braids together. So by the time I dipped into the water, I can already feel one of the braids coming loose. So not only did this woman piss me off, I mean, she didn't ruin my beach trip, but it's just more of next time. I mean, I know for the next cruise, they're not going back to that spot. But from now on, I'm just telling people, if you ever think of getting yourself braid, make sure you tell them specifically what you want. And I would almost advise, have make sure you're near a mirror just so you can keep an eye on them. Yeah. So you don't get shafted. All right. Well, yeah, that definitely sounds like a significant time. Um, Ryan. <laughs> I, I, I did enjoy myself. I did love the comedy shows. I did, like most people want to stand in line for the photo uh, with some of the or AW wrestlers. I got a photo with Anna J, uh, Brit, uh, Gun Club, Orange Cassidy, and um, a Chaos Project. Who? That was also another entertaining portion of the cruise when all when the wrestling match came on. Chaos Project, both Luther and um, Serpentico, were such entertaining acts. It didn't matter. Who they, they were. were they were very entertaining. It didn't matter who they were going up against. They came. Well, they came dressed out. Uh, I remember they came dressed up as Gilligan and the Skipper for one of their team's matches. Yep. Serpentico also in one match came dressed out in all of the uh, swim gear with shorts, uh, a, a life vest, uh, water wings, and I think he even had goggles on, which was in, which was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was a it was a ton of fun, and like you said, we got to get pictures with a lot of great people. Um, you know, we had Will Ospreay, Jazz, Danhausen, uh, the Rock and Roll Express were there for you know a lot of good fun. Yeah, you know, I saw a lot of Ricky and Robert. Like they were they were going all around like crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, they were having a blast. Uh, but then you also had like I said, like you said, Anna J. Uh, you know the uh, Rebel. Chaos Project. Uh, you know Britt Baker, Orange Cassidy. Gun Club. I got pictures of all of them. I wanted to get one with Cole Cabana, uh, at least the professional one. Didn't get that opportunity, although the day we got there, I was wearing my uh, Exalted in Heaven Brody Lee shirt. Uh, when I ran into Colt and uh, Grayson as, as they were kind of coming up, and I, you know, I got a quick selfie with them with the claw and everything, so that was a lot of fun. Um, didn't didn't get off at the, the port uh, when we were there, because I just looked around, and I'm like, this isn't really much of a tourist place. Like this really yeah. doesn't seem like it fits at all. It's, it's more of a shipping area. So uh, my girl and I stayed on uh, the, the ship and everything like that. But there was a significant event for me that took place 
uh, the very last. So you better mention it. Yeah, I was saying, why wouldn't I mention it, dude? Um, I was afraid you. There, I was like, uh... no, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm talking about it. So, um, part of my whole thing about this whole cruise was I wanted to spend time with my girlfriend. We hadn't really been on a vacation. This was her first trip outside the U.S. Uh, so I really wanted to make it special and I wanted to make it memorable. And then, as the date was getting closer, I decided, no, something a little bit more significant needs to happen. Uh, on this cruise and Ryan was there for that moment as was our mutual friend Rachel um, so in the big old ring that they had in the Stardust Theater they had started taking it down like the ring apron wasn't there anymore but uh, we had managed to get in there um, my girl and I hopped in the ring I started cutting a promo in the middle of it I dropped one knee and now my girlfriend is my fiance I'm officially engaged as of uh, October 21st, uh, 2000, or no, October 24th, 2021. Yeah, it's all right. It's uh, all right. Yeah, it was, it was a ton of fun. And, you know, when I, I got to talk with some other folks on the ship, uh, like after it happened and, you know, I, I mentioned that we had just got engaged and this and that, and, and like anybody that I talked to about it, anybody that I made the quick mention to about it, I wasn't bragging or anything like that. It was just, like I said, it was, it's my first time. Being engaged, hopefully my only time, uh, as well as my only time getting married. But, you know, they were nothing but polite. They said, that's awesome. Congratulations. This, that, and the other. Offered to buy me drinks. I'm like, like you know what? I'm good. Uh, I, don't, I appreciate the sentiment. I do. But at the same time, I don't want to be hung over when I'm trying to get off this boat tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but she was she was completely flabbergasted. She was very surprised. Um you know, was absolutely giddy. I don't think she's really stopped staring at the ring uh, ever since we got back. So um, I, it, may, it tells me I did a good job in picking out uh, the ring and everything like that. So, um, but yeah, to anybody who was on the cruise with me, who said congratulations, this, that, and the other, uh, thank you. Thank you to Rachel for helping to arrange it. Uh, I kind of dropped it on her spur of the moment, like the night before. And, and she went above and beyond to try to make it a yeah. real thing. I wanted to do it in the ring that was on the uh, on the top deck on the pool, but they, you know, put the kibosh on that. So we found the next best thing. But she was nothing but accommodating. She really went out of her way to make this a special moment. So uh, to Rachel Silvestrini, thank you very much. You're awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I share the same. I give my same congrats to Rachel as well. I mean, it was great to see you on the boat, and I also got to thank a mutual friend of ours for connecting Rachel and I. And so it was just like great time aboard. Uh, yeah, it was great to be present at that moment. And honestly, uh, you weren't the only because even before you decided to do that, I remember uh, I think on on the Friday when we were out at sea, or at least on a uh, Friday or Saturday, there was people like talking about that. There was also uh, like people like uh, there was a couple celebrating their honeymoon on the cruise where they got like matching uh, wrestling belts together. And then mm -hmm. also there was a. Uh, constant chance of she said yes during some, during some of the time. Yeah, I, I think somebody, I, I believe if I heard things correctly, somebody popped the question while in, uh, when they got to the front of Britt Baker's line, I think, uh, during the, the picture uh, session on Friday. So, yeah. But, no, it was a ton of fun. It was a memorable, memorable, memorable vacation. And even though they announced the four leaf clover, it's leaving out in March because it's happening over St. Patrick's day. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think any of us will be able to attend, uh, but our thoughts will be with our cruise family. And who knows, maybe when the fifth wave comes along, maybe we'll be able to hop on that. And who knows, I think for a very special fifth wave, they need to bring a lot more, uh, a lot more talent, uh, not talent, but, uh, but comedians on board. And I yeah. want to see the roast of Chris Jericho. Yeah, I mean, yes, that would be great. The jury's still out on my end if I'm going to go on the four leaf clover just yet. I may just talk with my old cabin mates if they plan to do it. If they do, maybe we'll try to do a three man uh, booking again. If not, we'll maybe we'll go four person to save cut back on some money. If I do the four leaf clover, I'm definitely not purchasing the drink, the the drinking, uh, you know, the, the alcohol, package. the beverage package. Um, but beyond yeah, that, get the soda package, but don't get the alcohol. Yeah, because be honest, outside of maybe beer, I wasn't, I wasn't slamming down a lot of drinks. I mean, only on the last night, honestly, I was slamming down drinks. Right. 
Well, here's the thing. Neither was I, but the bever the the premium beverage package, all well, the alcohol, still covered soda and things like that. So I was a at least able to get my fill on that without feeling like I was an alcoholic. Yeah. So. Well, all right, folks. I think that's going to wrap it up for our recap of the Chris Jericho cruise from 2021. Oh. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ryan. Actually, no. There was something I did remember. Um, well, not remember. But I also want to see that the um, the musical acts. I mm-hmm. had a lot of time, a lot of fun listening to the musical acts that was on there. A Striper, the Rubik's Cube, the 80s cover band, uh, Paradise Kitty. And mm-hmm. um, I didn't get a chance to watch them, but I hearing the Dave Spivak project, it was very fun getting a chance to listen to rock bands that honestly I normally don't listen to on my spare time. And all the props to Chris Jericho for it. I mean... Both times in the in the atrium floor, listening to Rubik's Cube and Paradise Kitty, seeing them tear down the floor, everyone having so much fun that even Chris Jericho said that he wanted next year to either have Paradise Kitty or, or Rubik's Cube back on as as the talent for the next cruise. And I will say that if I happen to see, like, if I know Jericho, he will definitely start trying to announce talents soon. So if there's certain talent that's going to be on that 40th Clover. I may just reach out to the group and say, hey, look, if you need a fourth man on your in your cabin, let me know. I will sign up and join you guys because I don't know. I guess it would be kind of fun to see how it would be like do, going on the cruise for St. Patrick's Day. But also, not just the music, but the wrestling matches were also very fun and entertaining. Getting to see different combinations, even some mini storylines happening there with Ricky Starks just absolutely killing it on promo and wrestling having to see uh sunny kiss daniels brian cage i mean especially last minute replacements that brian cage uh uh let's see um because i remember originally ftr um sean spears Wardlow, um lance archer were meant to be on this cruise but then they had to bow out so then seeing angelico isaiah cassie brian cage and um as last minute replacements was just incredible. I think you're muted, James. No, you're absolutely right. It was absolutely wonderful to see that again, the last minute replacements didn't cause a whole lot of confusion, a lot of chaos, uh, at least not in terms of like the booking and the actual like flow of everything. But, um, you did bring up uh, somebody very important, though, Lance Archer. Uh, all the best in the speedy recovery to you, sir. That was a scary, scary-looking bump you took not too long ago, and we hope that you're doing well and are on the mend and will be back in the ring sooner rather than later. Yes. All right. Well, I think that just about wraps it up. Overall, like I said, um, did I think this Jericho Cruise was as fun as the previous one? Maybe not, but it definitely was just as raucous, just as insane. And overall, I think the experience while I was there was just as comfortable, I will say, as the previous cruise. With the exception of, you know, the testing on the day of and some of the hassle getting to and from. But overall, I'd still give a very solid thumbs up and a very positive review of the whole experience one way or the other. Gentlemen, your verdicts? I would agree with that, what you just said. Yep. Ryan, anything yeah. else? Um, I mean, obviously, with both cruises, um, it's, it's definitely two complete different experiences. But I will say that, I mean, of course, part two will still be my favorite, being at my first cruise. But Triple Whammy did have so many great uh, individual moments that would make it definitely on par with my experience with part two. So, um I, I guess with the if I if I had to do a letter grading, I would say because of the line and my experience in uh, Grand Bahama messing at the curb, this would be a B minus. I'd agree with that. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, here's the question: based on our recommendations, based on our review, are you considering going on the Chris Jericho Four Leaf Clover for the Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea? Leave your comments in the comment section below. Also, like, share, subscribe, do all of that good stuff. Follow us on any of your favorite podcast apps, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, all of that good stuff. Leave us a review. Five stars is appreciated, but you're more than welcome to vote with your heart and not just because we're begging you to, but please, 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 please give us positive feedback. Anyway, 
in any case, we have run out of time here today, but we do always enjoy that you guys want to come out and hang out with us on this show. It means the world to us. Thank you so much. Uh, Ryan, starting off with you, where can these good people listen and find you on the internet? Well, on the internet, if you guys are fans of this YouTube series, YouTube channel called the Movie Trivia Schmodown, I have a after I have a recording pot. I have a recording after show YouTube stream called Mount Schmodown, which you can find on the YouTube channel Schmoes of the North. Uh, we do thirty. We do ESPN breakdowns, like ESPN like light breakdowns of Schmodown player careers. We really go in about their matches, their time, just having fun. You know, really trying to focus on the positives. Uh, that's where you can find us. Okay. And Brenton, where can the good people find you? Find me on Facebook at Brenton McPherson. It's M-C-P-H-E-R-S-O-N. There you go. And, of course, you can find me, James Shimo, on Twitter at Shimo James. That's at capital S-H-I-M-O, capital J-A-M-E-S, all one word. Uh, you can also find me on my personal YouTube channel, Shimonator Productions. If you're watching the video version of this podcast, that's where you're seeing it. Uh, you can also see me there with Ryan doing our watch along series. We've done so for uh, the Mandalorian. We've done it for Animaniacs. We will be doing season two of Animaniacs. We will also be finishing up What If uh, Hawkeye. We will be looking at The Witcher season two. We will also be looking at um, Masters of the Universe Revelation when that finishes up as well. Book of Boba Fett when that comes out in uh, December. So there's a lot coming down the pipe for us there so go ahead and check us out you can also find me on the first class league youtube channel if you look it up at fcl on youtube that is where i compete in the movie trivia schmodown developmental league the leader of the sinister syndicate myself the flying cow and mad maxwell haddad we have a great amount of time over there fun movie trivia with a little mix of pro wrestling added into it all kinds of fun as well Thank you guys so much for joining us today. We have rambled and raged, but it has been for the love of not just the world of professional wrestling, but for Chris Jericho and the Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea that brings these fantastic experiences and makes them available to the masses so they can have some fun and hang out with some of their heroes and idols. So with that out of the way, we are going to go ahead and log off for the day. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Until then, hey, ref, ring the bell already.